3: And Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on V the Sports Betting Network. Hello,
5: hello. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Veasan Final Countdown live from our Veasan studio at the South Point. I'm Stormy Bonantoni, alongside Matt Brown. Lots to get into today. Um, plenty of NFL talk as injury reports for the day. Practice reports have come out a plenty throughout the course of the last hour or so. Um, college hoops underway, so Matt Humans is going to join us in studio. Great contributor to the college basketball betting guide that comes out this Thursday. He'll be with us for the whole second half hour of this first hour of the show, and then Danielle Alvari will stop by. In- in hour two, um, talk all things Los Angeles sports, which one of the news items today, by the way, Matt Stafford in concussion protocol. So get her take on that, as well as her UCLA Bruins, who got dogged, Matt, in my opinion, in the CFP rankings that came out yesterday. How is USC ranked ahead of them?
2: It all doesn't matter, though.
5: I understand. It all doesn't matter. What you're saying, and I I agree. it
2: all doesn't matter.
5: But I still don't like it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like this deal, like, most of this doesn't matter right now. It's just something for us to talk about. It's great content. It's, I mean, for ESPN, it's great content. And that's what they do it for because it's content. So I know like. The oh, only one that matters is the last one.
5: Yes, that's 100% true. I understand. But it still like gives you an idea of how things are going to shake out down the line because it, of the though, way that they lay things out. It, I think so. Because they're
2: telling all you. All they're doing is just rigging this to like so <laughs> oh. that it works out for them down the line. So all really all it does is create this puzzle for us is to try to figure out what are they doing and for what reason are they doing it. It's basically what what's going on right now.
5: Okay, so TCU at four was that the okay? Prove it to me that you're going to win out.
2: Yeah, well, it's the it's the you can't say that we didn't give you the opportunity. That's I, what it is. I it's agree. The, with if that. you keep them out, then it's like, oh, that's so unfair. It's so unfair. You put them in, and you put them in there now, and it's like, hey, here we gave you the opportunity. Yes. There you go.
5: They do face number 18 Texas this week. They have Baylor coming up. The in which week they after are touchdown
2: dogs. So correct. It's the yes. Seven so to one to make the playoff. You put them there. They're seven point dogs this weekend. They lose, and then it's like, hey, you, you you can't you can't handle success. You know, like we put you there, we gave it to you, and then you go and you get. Hey, beat.
5: well, it hasn't. Nothing has yeah. even happened yet. No, no. Mind no I'm saying
2: sa- this is this is how this okay. the conversation would be after this weekend should they lose, which again the point spread says they should lose.
5: I haven't um, got to talk to you since I wasn't here yesterday, since you got back from your trip.
2: Yeah, no, I mean it was uh, it was super great. That said, I'm more excited about this morning than than even Sunday morning because this is kind of like Christmas morning for sports fans, I saw your tweet specifically about this. like whatever because it's the only thing that I watch live. Like, think about this. Like, is there anything you watch live other than sports? Other than
5: sports, no, I'm not there a isn't. big yeah.
2: Everything is either a streaming service or it's on DVR or it's whatever. It's so like the only thing I watch live is sports. Well, unfortunately, 90% of my television consumption is sports, which means if you have to watch it live, you can't fast forward through commercials, which means I know – how horrible every single person that has that has run for office in Nevada is and I know it 57,000 <laughs> times over. They are corrupt. Everyone's corrupt. They are stealing. And everyone can't be trusted and every all this stuff like that and I know it and because it, I've seen it 57,000 times over again. So today it's glorious. Like I'm gonna have no more political commercials. You're for not me. gonna
5: get any more spam no text runoffs. messages. There's either. no whatever.
2: Yeah. I don't have to worry about this for another 18 months. <laughs> and it is like the greatest morning ever for me. I'm feeling so refreshed in all that. I'm gonna turn it on and we're gonna get the Geico lizard, and we're gonna get like, you know, all the little double butter bacon burgers you can get at Jack in the Box and all. And I'm gonna relish these commercials. Like, I'm actually gonna take these commercials in and say, thank you for these commercials. Wow. Yeah. Seriously. I didn't. I, didn't I
5: expect that rant. Off the this, top is of the how, show, this is just how. This is just how.
2: This is. how I feel. It well has done. been. I mean, seriously, though. The, I and it's probably just more because I'm more hyper aware of all of this. But plus, like, I mean, it's invaded the streaming. Like the streaming services yeah. play no. ads okay. and stuff now and all this. So, so it's like I, you, so, you can't get away from it. Do you, you have, have Hulu? Yes.
5: For whatever reason, Hulu on my Roku TV plays the commercials. Twenty thousand yes. times louder than the actual programming. So I'll go from watching my show to you're
2: like, here's my show, here's my show, yes, here's my show. Yes. This person can't be trusted. They
5: have been stealing, yeah, it's, it's bribery, so everything. Yes, so. no,
2: it was fantastic. I mean, Good, it was I'm one glad. of the better experiences I've had um, in Tiger Stadium. I and mean, we, we, me and my friends, were trying to compare if there was if there was a better one, and we were, like, you know, probably wasn't. It was pro- probably was the the best one that we've ever because given the expectation going in given the expectation how the season even started out right i mean you lose to florida state in that first game mm-hmm. and now everyone's like well this is a five win six win team you know whatever maybe a seven win team if we're lucky and like that that type of deal and so the expectation the bar got lowered then they go and everyone's like oh okay we're starting to win starting to win and then you get blown out by tennessee so then it just was that feeling of going in where you almost had the foregone conclusion of okay they're a team that's going to beat middling teams. They're not a team that's going to beat elite teams. And so here comes Bama in, and Bama's going to completely Yeah, because thrash. when
5: we talked last week going mm-hmm. into the game, you were like, no, I don't even – I don't want to touch this game. I don't want anything to do with it.
2: And and that being said, this was – you know, this was – adults are on the sideline now for LSU. And, like, they come out of that bye, and they had a real good game plan and, as to how to attack Alabama in that game. and and And, and it worked out, you know. And this is – you know, Alabama fans – Aaron Rodgers, relax here. Okay. <laughs> like R E L A. I mean, like it, the message boards were lighting up of the game's past saving by. He doesn't know how to compete anymore. And also like you 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 have two losses. Yeah. I mean, like Chill. like I mean, like, come on. You have literally played in every important game basically for the last decade. So,
5: so. as far as the LSU side of things mm-hmm. go, though, are you buying into the Tigers holding the key to chaos?
2: Oh, they can mess things They're, up badly. Right. Because yes. if
5: they run the table down the stretch.
2: They beat will have Georgia no in an
5: SEC championship game. What do you do? They will with have no them? choice.
2: They have to put them in. They have no choice, and they messed up because you and I brought it up. We were we said it before. They it shouldn't happened. have put them ten. They started them at ten, yep. and that's what <laughs> messed everything up. Because if you start them at ten, and then they beat Alabama, and then they beat your number one team, you will have no choice then at that point, but to because again, remember Ohio State and Michigan. That's going to play itself out. They play each other, so one of those teams out. TCU. Might lose this week to to Texas. They're again they they're touchdown dogs. So it will naturally move LSU up mm-hmm. anyway, right? And then if you beat the number one, it's it, it, it again like they they did it to themselves. I know why they did it. They had the plan to where that would still give Tennessee a chance to get back. Like I get why they did everything. However, LSU beating Alabama has really really messed things up because they could yes. they could create some weirdness. And so
5: now if you're Tennessee. Like you're really hoping that two of those teams drop out, that if yeah. Michigan and Ohio State go ahead head one of them loses badly, that TCU loses one of these games. Like you're just you need you need LSU to lose. You yeah. need all of these oh, things yeah. to happen to feel more comfortable, even though you're ranked fifth in the country at this point. Because so it's a, really interesting. In
2: worst case scenario for the committee would be LSU LSU beats Georgia by a last second field goal, right? So you have to put LSU in, then you have to keep Georgia in. So then LSU will be in and Tennessee will be out despite Tennessee having throttled LSU 40 to 13 along the way. And it's just, again, it's, it's, it's bad. It's bad for them. Not my problem though.
5: With Georgia Mm -hmm. now being just the undisputed clear cut top team in the country uh, for all of the hype that I know I personally had about Hendon hooker and this Tennessee offense, how good they were going to be. Georgia just completely held them Mm -hmm. in check How does that now affect Oregon, whose only loss is that first game of the season where they just got blasted, they got lit up in Mm -hmm. the game, it's no secret, but now they've dominated largely everyone on their schedule the month since. If they go on to win the Pac-12, their lone loss is to Georgia, even though it was a bad one, how well set could they be?
2: Well, that's the thing is, right? I mean, like, so at this point we know it's, okay, so let's just assume because we're going to assume because that's what the spread tells us. Let's assume that TCU loses it this weekend because, again, they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And, we, again, we know as well that Ohio State and Michigan, one of those teams, is going to lose as well. If you're Oregon, again, you'll you have to win out, obviously. But, I mean, they have as compelling of a case, again, to slide in then at that point as anybody, right? I mean, like, they're it would be a pretty tough decision by the committee to look at everything and say, okay, this is a one-loss team whose one loss is to – this team that is, you know, again, mm-hmm. head and shoulders above everybody else. How do we keep this team out? In of my topic?
5: eyes, what you need to have happen is Oregon wins out their regular season, USC wins out their regular season, and then Oregon beats USC. Like that's going to mm-hmm. be their their best possible path. I mean, USC and Oregon are their only hope. I can't believe, and I'm gonna, I'm excited to talk to Danielle Alvari about this because, like I said, I can't believe that USC is ranked above them considering like U- UCLA has the better wins. They beat Utah, whereas um, USC obviously lost on that last-second two-point conversion. And I don't know. I just, I just don't get it. It's just all name brand for me. The the reasoning that Boo Corrigan gave on why they were ranked there was because, well, Caleb Williams is there, you know. So um, their defense has been atrocious, and so for as many points as they score, they they give up about just ten points less than that. So
2: I know. I know. I'm, I'm look. This is this is the fun time of year for me for college football because now. We, we talk about this like because now every game because now love. every game super super matters yeah. right because we talked about this in college football unfortunately it's when you lose right and like you can lose at the beginning of the year and everything's fine you lose at the end of the year and for whatever reason it's worse than if you lose at the beginning of the year and so now every single one of these games truly truly matters as to where you can get away with some of these early season losses as we see that are that's playing out right right now with some of these teams that are on the board right there in front of us we were uh, I was I was ranting about the about election day being over and things like that. And the only, there was another loss, though, out there, unfortunately. It was on the ballot in California for Uh, legalized sports betting to get done. Two different bills that were on the agenda both get resounding defeats. There was over $200 million spent in opposition of these bills, just to let you know. So if you were getting, if if you think the commercials in your state were interesting, Imagine, i actually got to see some of these commercials mm-hmm. that were getting played in california as to the i mean complete asinine message that was coming out as to why like legalized sports betting is harmful and all this stuff and again if you don't know I any i wonder better, if
5: they're in the same realm as north carolina where all of their thi- like their people that are protesting against mm-hmm. this are just like it leads to prostitution <laughs> this, don't you know
0: there
2: was there was sports betting there was leads one commercial where and death. it shows this kid go over <laughs> and get his parents phone in which you can't do this anyway. Like, one, you have to get into the phone, you have to do whatever. He goes into the bank account and transfers money into the sports book and then loses, like, their all, their life's fortune, which oh my is impossible gosh. to have. Like, it's, it cannot happen. Like, it's just Throw impossible. Up. But again, if you're sitting at home and you have no idea how this actually works, that's what you think.
4: Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
6: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatone and Matt Brown on v the sports
3: betting network.
5: Sports are in full swing. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or hoops fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. You can join them every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet and Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and a whole lot more. Head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole oh,
2: new game. You weren't game. here. I wasn't here Monday. You weren't here yesterday. I took advantage of all of these things while I was gone. You did. Oh my gosh! Of course you did. It was fantastic. It was. You're getting all the boosts. Listen, next (laughs) time you go to Tennessee or whatever for any of these, you, I'm going to force you to take advantage of all of these. It was fantastic. It was just. It was like. It was a playground for me, like an, for an adult. It was just I so. in
5: Oklahoma this week. No, yeah, so I don't no, think that's no, gonna work no, no
2: not working paper, for you there. But, you know, next time you go to a legal state, we'll, we'll be okay. sure and get that Yes, going. we got to
5: right. game plan this. we yes. got to think ahead. Unfortunately, I don't find out my games until the Sunday before every week. So, <laughs> if I can get a little advance notice here. Uh, we have 13 games in the NBA tonight, which includes the Brooklyn Nets hosting the Knicks as three-and-a-half-point favorites at Barclays, total 220-and-a-half. And, and the off-season drama with the Nets um, extended to the start of the year with Steve Nash getting fired when he gets fired. All of the news comes out that Ime Udoka, the former Celtics head coach who has been suspended for the season, is the guy. The deal is all but done, just waiting for it to be announced, but not so fast because today the interim label was taken off of Jacques Vaughn, naming him the Nets head coach for the foreseeable future.
2: Yeah, and this is just more of a, I think this is more of a, hey, we we were going to do the Odoka Udo- thing and then everything happened with Kyrie Irving. And then it's, Cal- we can't really do two. We can't really have two different controversial things going on at the same time. And or so, three or- yeah, so it's like, we've <laughs> got to just kind of, we got to move away from one and we can't, unfortunately they can't move away from Kyrie Irving at this juncture. So I'm, uh, I think they really did want Adoka, but it's okay. All the stuff with Kyrie was going on, and then you hire a coach. It was suspended. It's just, it was too much for. The As organization. an
5: organization, we can only yeah. take so yes, much yes. backlash. There can only
2: be so much stuff that's going on that we can handle right now. And and frankly, look, I mean. Vaughn, since he's taken over, this team has kind of calmed down a little bit, looked at least a little bit more cohesive. They've played better defense for sure, which is why I mean the total in this game's down to 220 over at DraftKings. I mean this thing opened 224 and a half, 224 depending on where you're looking at. Him. He's dropped a full four, four and a half points because I think a lot of people have taken note of the fact that since he has taken over, that this team has played a bunch, you know, much much more defense I mean you can take a look at there as we have on the if you're watching at home on the screen I mean they held the Wizards to 86 points in an NBA game which is almost unheard of you know I mean like you don't ever see teams you know only score 86 points in a game so I mean there's there are things to be happy about if you're Brooklyn just going ahead and elevating him and again it's kind of like it's just it's just a test run anyway Mm -hmm. right like see how it goes and then you go from there, but yeah, this has been a this has been a, a better team though for the last for the last four games, and so I don't think this is the worst move.
5: Yeah, and they have one, two of their last three coming into tonight. Nets, by the way, have uh, I mean this has been a pretty one-sided match in the past with the Knicks. Seven and zero against the Knicks the last two years. Nine and two since the Nets did sign Kyrie and KD. Kyrie unavailable, still serving that five-game suspension tonight. Um, did you bet anything in the NBA? It is a big slate tonight.
2: Yeah, I was looking actually at this game in particular at the at the under, and then it got away it got, from me. Yeah, yeah, it got away from me. It got me. Like, down four yeah, points. It, it got away from me. There were there were people who came in. They were much quicker on it than I was, and so uh, wasn't able to to get to that. I mean, the only other one that I was kind of uh, at least minimally looking at tonight was that Pelicans and Bulls. Uh, Pelicans are two point favorites. Two thirty three the total in this game. The thing is, is there's no Drummond tonight for this Bull squad, and Pelicans are leading the NBA in points in the paint. They are really getting to the rim a ton. And without Drummond down there, it really does kind of open things up for this uh, this Pelicans team to, to get to the rim and score some points and stuff. So I am at least looking at that one. Probably will end up in the account. I expect them to kind of dominate down low in this one and, and and break that little losing skid.
5: Uh, Some quarterback news in the national football league today. Let's start with Matt Stafford Rams quarterback who is in concussion protocol as of today, according to Sean McVay. And this is interesting because he apparently, according to reports, suffered the concussion in the game over the weekend. Um, But as he was going through his weekly testing, they noticed something was off. So he wasn't officially placed in the protocol until today. Rams are hosting the Arizona Cardinals this week. They were a three point favorite, And now already we're seeing that at one.
2: Yeah, this actually at one book has flipped in favor of the Cardinals. So we have a full favorite flip in this thing. Uh, I, if you got the Cardinals at a better number, then good on you. I was kind of leaning towards taking the points with the Cardinals as it was anyway um, in this. Cause it, look, you just have seen no, no form of offense whatsoever from this Ram squad. I mean, All like just, yeah. I mean, just absolutely nothing. And so it's been, it's, it's been really, really bad. And I just don't, see a I don't see a path to be honest with you like I don't see a path to this to this team turning around I mean you look from a defensive side they played all right defense they haven't like been giving up just points and heaps or anything it's just the offense can't do anything at all and so that said it was a the other thing that was holding me away from this game was the Cardinals have a ton of injuries on the offensive line and there is at least the Aaron Donald factor that still exists and things on the defensive side and so that was kind of had me pumping the brakes just a tad, but boy, without without the starting quarterback out yeah. there, likely to to be the case, that that's a uh, that's a good number if you got plus three on Cardinals.
5: John Walford, his backup former Wake Forest quarterback, some people might remember him from the Alliance of American Football a few years back with the Arizona Hot Shots. But his NFL debut was actually two years ago against the Cardinals in a must-win to make the playoffs game. After Jared Goff had gotten injured, he stepped in and did beat Cliff. Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals, 18 to seven to clinch a burst to the postseason. Uh, Got injured that next game in the playoffs and has been Matt Stafford's backup ever since. But fun fact there for you. um, Josh Allen remains questionable for this week's game against the Vikings, uh, dealing with a UCL elbow injury. Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, telling reporters we'll see, said he's not going to get into the medical report of things, but uh, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport saying that the elbow injury is not considered major. However, he was not at practice today, and his participation will be limited, if any, this week. If Allen can't play, Case Keenum is the backup, but I kind of joked about how with the Rams, their entire offense is Cooper Cup. Well, the Bills... Their entire offense kind of does run through Josh Allen. No player in the NFL has accounted for a higher percentage of their team's offense this year than Allen. He's either thrown or rushed 23 of the Bills' 25 touchdowns this year.
2: Yeah, three and a half at all the rest of country books, 43 and a half is the total because I was not here and because lines get put up earlier rest of country i stuffed a vikings plus Plus seven and a half i
5: was gonna say did you get a plus nine that was out there yeah
2: no seven and a half in the account assuming that at the very least that this would go that this would go down just because of the news that he was limited right Mm -hmm. that i mean even if he was going to play it seems as if the market is dictating to us that he's not going to go like for sure, and maybe even for a couple of weeks here in something like in something like this. And I guess if you're the Bills, you really do have to just weigh this from a long-term standpoint, right? Like, you have to look at this and say, does resting him... Because you're, you're going to make the playoffs if you have a healthy Josh Allen to close out the season and all things. Like that. So, will resting him for two weeks, for three, whatever, get him at least back to, let's not say 100%, but relatively close to 100%? If that's not the case, then... I think this is one of those deals with this Bills team. And we'll talk about this a little bit later when we talk about our midseason bets that we're looking at, where this could be this could be kind of a a buy a, a kind of a a buy spot on some of these other teams in the AFC. Because now where we thought, how's Team X gonna get through both Mahomes and Allen and both the Bills and the Chiefs? That's not the case anymore. And it's only get through the Chiefs, you know. Having to have just one upset somewhere along mm-hmm. the way is much, much more, much more attainable than having two. So I, I've I've kind of started to look at some of these AFC teams over the last 24 hours.
5: Yeah, this number has gone from, I think, as high as eight and a half, nine. Then it went down to the five and a half. Now we're sitting at three and a half. Um, Josh Allen has not missed a game since his rookie season in 2018 when he was also dealing with a right elbow injury. Good to note when he returned from his injury during that time, he missed four weeks. Uh, he threw deeper, ran more, and saw an overall uptick in his overall efficiency for weeks 12 through 17 when he came back to the field. So for whatever reason, his arm was bionic after he came back from the entry. So just throwing <laughs> that out there. Um, Jim Irsay says that the Colts are not tanking Matt. He called it BS. Um, said that's the most absurd thing he's ever heard. Mm-hmm. Whoever says we're not playing Matt. Because of an effort to tank, it isn't true. We don't tank in Indy. They are plus six at the Raiders this week. And Indy, of course, firing Frank Reich already this past week after they had already let go of their offensive coordinator and had benched Matt Ryan. And now Jeff Saturday taking the reins here.
2: Yeah, this is a game in which you look at and the Raiders... I don't ever want to play the Raiders and, and this team is underperformed all year, but it's, it's one of the, if you can't win this game where they're going to stick with Sam Ellinger, it's a guy that's never coached in the NFL. It's a play call. that's never called plays in the NFL. It again, he can say they are not tanking all they want to. You don't have to tank in order to maybe not put yourself in the best yeah. position to win. Right. And that's essentially what you've done when you've hired a guy that's never coached before. And, You've got to play caller who's never called plays before. So, again, I mean, we talked about this a little bit yesterday on Teaser Tuesday. I mean, like, taking the Raiders down to basically just a pick to win against this Colt squad. If you can't win at home against this Colt squad in this Gash. particular scenario with this coaching staff and everything that they've done, then – We might be talking about a coaching vacancy in in Las Vegas before even season one is done.
5: Very good point. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was on the practice field today, though. Good to know. We're going to step aside. Matt Eumens will be on the desk with us next to talk some college hoops.
3: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatone and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network
5: college basketball is underway and now's the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide it's over 400 pages the biggest guide ever with odds trends power ratings and analysis on every single team our team of experts including greg hoops peterson's and the one and only matt humans who is on the desk with us as we speak they've got their predictions for win totals futures conference champs tournament teams and breakdown of all 60 coaching changes since last season the only way to get the guide is to become a visa pro subscriber these aren't all a cart anymore so sign up. Now for just 99 bucks, get Veasan Pro access to everything we do, all the way through the Super Bowl. The guide drops tomorrow. Sign up today. Veasan.com/slash/subscribe. Matt Eumins, welcome mm. in. Thanks for joining us. Hey, it's great
6: to be here. I just wanted to make sure I, I saw Matt Brown last week <clears throat> wearing a dress.
2: And- no, 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 It was huh? a spaghetti no, no. strap tank top. Let's let's let get this right. Okay. It was a it was uh it, it was an extra large women's uh tank top.
5: Whatever it was, you yeah. looked radiant. Yes.
6: Did did you shave your arms before that?
2: Did not. Or, okay. No, it was. Uh, we decided the night night before, two nights before, something the night before. Yeah,
5: I think two nights. Two nights, before. two nights
2: before that that was gonna that, that was gonna I happen. I had to
5: get time for the overnight Amazon delivery wigs.
2: Yeah, so, but it did look
5: like he oiled up the shoulders <laughs> did, a little bit.
2: It did. I was a little bit uh, taken aback by that, but that's okay.
5: You can say disturbed. You and, it's okay.
2: <laughs> you, you and everyone else on Twitter, like okay. there was not one single positive message that came through from that. Like everybody was like, "Yeah, you'll haunt my nightmares forever."
5: So. Um, we have lots of college hoops. To discuss, but real quickly during the commercial <clears throat> break, some news. Uh, some oh, more yeah. quarterback news. So we were
2: talking about uh, Matthew Stafford might be might not be able to go for the Rams in that same game. We are now getting Kyler Murray is with a hamstring injury is day to day. They said nothing catastrophic, but it is something. So we'll we will Those monitor are two that as well.
5: Vastly different descriptions. We looked. Colt McCoy
2: would be the guy that would go. Correct.
5: Colt yes, McCoy there. versus John Walford potentially. So just keep that in your back pocket. Mm. Matt, how are you? handling this time when, I mean, obviously you take college basketball handicapping very seriously, college football, the NFL, everything coming at you right now, while putting together this guide.
6: Yeah. I also don't think John Walford's going to be much of a drop-off from Matthew Stafford. <laughs> um, <Air. clears throat> this time of year, you know, we did a pro tip on this a couple nights ago. Time management is, uh, I'd say imperative this time of year, because you really have to plan out your week and when, Set certain times when you're going to handicap. Sunday night, Monday night, for me, different spots where I have to set aside time to handicap college hoops, football. you Try to get football done first, Sunday night, Monday night. And then uh, college college uh, hoops is an every night mm-hmm. sort of deal. But uh, this time of year, it's very difficult. Um, you don't get much sleep. Because seriously, when the seasons overlap, there's so much work to do and so many games going on every day. that I think uh, that's when time management becomes uh, a very important thing for handicappers.
2: Do you do you do as I do and punt on golf until the yeah, new year? I punted on golf, like, uh, I'll say, two months ago.
6: Yeah. Basically at the end of August because mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to focus fully on football. And plus, you know how golf is. You're, mm-hmm. you're a successful golf better. You go from January until August, and that's an every week thing. And at some point, you just kind of get burned out. Yeah. And I think – when I got lucky and finally cashed with Willie Z in that last tournament in August, I said, okay, I, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm done.
2: Yeah.
6: I'm I, done until the Hero World Challenge when Tiger comes back in yeah. December. That's yeah, basically I, yeah, it. That's, uh,
2: yeah, I can't, I can't do the fall either. Like you said, there's just too uh, much stuff going on, and if you really want to try to you know, dig into the minutia of all that stuff, you just can't, can't so you, do it.
5: You have an article out right now at com, breaking down your top 50 teams in college basketball. North mm. Carolina sitting right there at number one, and we already thought – I want to talk about Blue Bloods here real quickly because we already thought that college football landscape was so weird Not last year not having Roy Williams and then Hubert Davis ends up leading them all the way to the championship mm-hmm. game again. Now we don't have... Coach Krzyzewski anymore out there. We've that's got this okay. young 35-year-old <laughs> okay. John Shire that's going to be leading the Duke Blue Devils <laughs> uh-huh. and still landed the number one recruiting class. Kansas has a self-inflicted um, suspension for the first couple games. The defending champs, uh, Bill Self leading the way. So just take me through those those four teams and where you have them um, playing out here early. Well, I
6: think Kansas is going to be uh, way overrated by a lot of people early in the season. And you kind of saw that on opening night. They they got bet up to 34-point favorites against Omaha. And that was, what, a 14-point game with uh, a few minutes to go. So I think Kansas is not as deep, not as talented. They do have three freshmen that are going to be the future of the program who are really, really good. But this is a young team. It's an overvalued team at this point. Carolina, incredibly talented. You got uh, your point guard, love, power forward, Armando Baycock back from the team that was up 15 at half in the national championship game. They got some really talented freshmen. They bring in Pete Nance, a transfer from Northwestern, to kind of fill that Brady Manick role. Uh, North Carolina came out my number one rated team at 88 points. I've got 10 different categories I rate teams on. And uh, last year, Kansas was my preseason number one, and the rating was 90. So I don't I don't have – that was a year ago. I had Kansas at 90. This year, North Carolina at 88. And Carolina's <clears throat> not quite as good, I don't think, as uh, maybe the, the top teams I had last year at this point. But – Kentucky went fully healthy with Oscar Shiway and uh, they finally got some shooters, which coach Cal has not had the past couple of years. Of, of full health. Kentucky's going to be um, hell to deal with for anyone. Houston has got such great guard play and is such a good defensive team that uh, Houston's going to be right there, top 10 defensive efficiency team. Uh, Kelvin Sampson, whether you like the guy or not, he's a hell of a coach. Uh, UCLA's got a lot of talent, maybe a little bit too soft. Gonzaga, I think, probably overrated, even though I got the Zags at number five. They they did bring in a really uh, good guard, Malachi Smith, who was the Southern Conference Player of the Year, mm-hmm. and he's going to make a big difference uh, for that team. Kansas, Baylor, Texas, kind of airtight at the top of the Big 12. You could shuffle those any way you want. If you wanted to make an argument that Baylor is number one, I'm not going to disagree. Texas could be number one. Uh, Texas beat Arkansas by 30 in a closed scrimmage uh, a week ago. Well, actually, it wasn't closed. I think the, it was the new new arena down there in Austin, the Moody Center. Uh, they had it there, and that's an Arkansas team with like uh, three McDonald's All-Americans and four four-star players. And Texas won that game by 30. Tennessee's a team that's going to be right there in the hunt too. Even though Rick Barnes never wins in March, they're going to look pretty good in November and December and, and, and up until March, and <laughs> to get back to your question, I'm fine with Coach K being gone. I, I don't I don't care if I ever see him again, and I'd be <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't say I think John Shire is going to be an upgrade. I actually think no. he's really. And there were a lot of college basketball insiders who will tell you this off the record. They don't think Coach K was coaching the last three or four years. He was just kind of overseeing things and uh, rolling the ball out there and letting the guys play. Shire is going to coach these guys. So And also, Duke, once again, has an incredibly talented recruiting class. Uh, Jeremy Roach is a veteran point guard who's back. I think Duke is going to be a national title contender by the time we get to March. And I'm excited to see what John Shire can do. You know, you talked about it. Hubert Davis did a great job last year. He got off to a slow start. In February, it was not looking good for Hubert Davis and the Tar Heels. John Shire, I think, is going to be fine. He could do something similar to what Davis did at Carolina last year.
2: Matt, you got your top 10 here. And those for those listening, UNC, Kentucky, Houston, UCLA, Gonzaga, your top five. Then mm-hmm. Kansas, Baylor, Duke, Texas, Tennessee, your top 10. As you were doing your research, is there any one of these top 10 teams that, that you ended up in your that, that actually just kind of skyrocketed up from where you thought kind of heading into your research? Was there a team that was that just impressed you much, much, much more than you thought headed in?
6: Uh, Houston, probably okay. one of them. Uh, I knew Houston was going to be good. But the more I dug into mm-hmm. it, I was like, Houston's going to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be. National championship game type of good. And uh, any team that defends like that's always got that uh, potential, I think. And it's Kelvin Sampson, like I said, whether you like him or not, he's a hell of a defensive coach. And I think Houston allowed 58 points a game last season. Houston and San Diego State the top two defensive teams. Any teams that defend like that have got, got a shot. And Houston's got really talented guards. So, yeah, I didn't anticipate, uh, Matt, having Houston at number three. Mm-hmm. I thought they'd be around nine or ten. Mm-hmm. But uh, the more I dig into it, uh, Houston's legit, and I think uh, deserves to be at the number three spot. Also, Texas, I, I like Chris Beard. I have a fault for uh, Chris Beard as a coach. I, I guess you could say a fault or a weakness that um, even when his team doesn't look that good, I give him the benefit of the doubt because I think he can work a miracle with the team, which is you know what he tended to do at Texas Tech. Uh, but this Texas team turned out to be more talented than I thought it was when I started to dig into it. Uh, in the, into the depth chart, and the more I looked at it, I said, you know what, Beard's got more to work with here than I thought. So I actually played Texas at 30-1 to 1, uh, to win the whole thing because if you're betting futures, you want to bet on good coaches, you got to have good guard play, and you hope you have some size on the front line so you're not going to run into a bad mismatch in a tournament. Texas has all that. I, you know, I could make a great argument for Tennessee too, but I just can't uh, bet on a Rick Barnes coach team.
5: Whenever I think about Chris Beard, I'm sure that – and I I feel this way. I'm sure a lot of people here in Las Vegas feel this way. What could have been if he actually kept the head coaching job that he, I mean, did his introductory press conference and then was like, actually, He was
6: here for like like a week, right? He was here for like a week, never signed his contract. But here's the deal. He would have been here for a year and gone anyway. Chris Beard, you know, it he always was,
5: happens. They huh? said it always happens to UNLV coaches. They're never around long.
6: Well, it's just, it was not going to be a destination job for Chris Beard, and um, he would have been gone anyway. I think UNLV is actually better off with of Kevin Kruger right now. But you're right, for that one year, Beard would have been uh, great for UNLV. I think he's one of the top five coaches in college hoops.
5: Well, um, because I mentioned UNLV there and you brought up San Diego State, I'm going to have to ask you some Mountain West questions on the other side. We'll also get to Pac-12, a little bit of a deeper dive on the Big 12 as well. Stick with us. More with Matt Humans on the other side of this break. v Final Countdown with Matt Brown and Stormy Bond and Tony.
4: Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-QX80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
3: This is v final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: We are back here live from Las Vegas. VEASAN Final Countdown. Sorry about it, Tony. Matt uh, Brown with you. Matt Humans, we got the Matt Show up here um, live on the desk with us. The VEASAN VEASAN. Pro
2: Plus Plus subscription yes, would be great right there. You would there. have heard me yeah. just
5: scream <laughs> just, randomly just, just, just before my Just seconds early. No big deal. <laughs> Welcome
2: to nobody that's listening right now. The
5: people at home don't need to
0: know these things,
2: Matt. Why are you this way? Oh, so um, <laughs> Matt Humans, VEASAN
5: host, senior editor here. Um, VEASAN.com. He's got a lot of written work out there on the website live right now. The College Basketball Betting Guide coming out tomorrow so become a subscriber today um we wanted to go over just continue your futures bets for the NCAA title game mm. right now um you have like i think four or five in pocket already futures wise which ones haven't we touched on
6: okay so yeah i mentioned texas 30 to 1 and you got to shop around for these because there's mm. so many sports books out there now you think hey that's the best number i can find then you find a better number somewhere else so do a thorough job of shopping uh Futures numbers and uh, Stormy, I know you love pro tips. That could be a pro tip.
2: Okay. there it is. Uh,
6: also played Indiana at uh, forty to one. I think Indiana is the best team in the Big Ten, and uh, got all the elements I look for in a team like that. Forty to one is a pretty fair number. Oregon at sixty to one's intriguing. If you want to talk Pac twelve, and I know you love the Pac twelve too. Oregon's got a front line seven footer, seven footer, six eleven, and a six nine senior. Might be the best front line in all of college basketball. And it all, a lot of that depends on Kalel Ware, who's a five-star freshman, seven-footer coming in. If if he's uh, worthy of the hype mm-hmm. of everything I've read about, then Oregon's a good bet at 60-1 because you've also got a fifth-year senior point guard, and Dana Altman's a, a great coach. And that's what you look for when you're betting uh, futures as well. So Oregon at 60 is a good play. Um,
5: you know what, Matt? That leads me to my actual pro tip this hour. What do you Com- have for
6: us? Compliments for of you okay. here
5: that when looking at futures bets, uh, take into account teams <laughs> that have good coaches and experienced point guards. Wow. Look at us go. VEASAN.com, actionable <laughs> insights given out every hour here at the network. They are searchable <laughs> by show and by sport. Look at you go. Hey, well done. When he
2: said it, I heard it. And it no, just, that's, it that's just
5: triggered. It and was. look at Steph that's... already has it up on the screen. Um, We're a professional operation I here, Matt. I was going
6: to say, I'm going to learn a lot here <laughs> but by, by the way you guys hope Host and produce a show.
2: <laughs> I like this. Uh, Matt, you said the, the Big Ten. Planning, everything's amazing. on point. I, I want to huh? stick in the Big Ten with you. That's one of yeah. your other bets here: Ohio State to win the Big Ten.
6: Okay, so Ohio State's got an incoming freshman, Bryce Sensabaugh. You want to see this kid play? Six six. He was Florida's Mr. Basketball. He's been compared to Zion Williamson, and also Chris Holtman, who I think is a heck of a coach. He hit the transfer portal, brought in a couple veterans who were going to help a lot. One from West Virginia. Uh, one for o- Oklahoma State. It's a talented team. Now, I said Indiana's the best in the Big Ten. But when I rated the teams in the Big Ten, one through eight, it's very close. There's not much separation between those teams. And if Sinsabaugh is Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. then Ohio State at 11-1, to has got a pretty good shot there.
5: Okay. Um- and that's a
6: DraftKings number, by the way.
5: So, I want to go back to the Pac-12, though, because you like Oregon. You said that UCLA, who is the favorite in the conference, is a little bit soft for your liking.
6: Might be a little bit soft. Even though Mick Cronin's a really good coach, he tries to toughen up that team. Uh, I watched UCLA against Sacramento State a couple nights ago, and I didn't see that blue-collar, you know, tough mentality that I was hoping to see. And I think Mick Cronin kind of develops that into his team over the course of uh, three or four months. So, UCLA has got a great starting point, a point guard and Tiger Campbell and Jaime Jaquez, who's a, a small forward, who's a do-it-all. He's a tough guy. He is. I'd like to see the entire UCLA team kind of develop uh, his his attitude, and then the Bruins going to have a good shot because they are the most uh, talented team, I would say, in the Pac-12, and that was, that was my pick to win it. But it wouldn't surprise me to see Oregon win the Pac-12. Just talked about the Ducks and uh, how dominant that front line can be. I'm surprised here at DraftKings to see Arizona the second choice of plus 190.
5: That's what I was going to ask you. How big of a step back do they take without Benedict Matherin out there on the court with them? And, I mean, yes, they won the regular season, won the Pac-12 tournament last year, but it, it seems like they're not going to be the same group for Tommy Lloyd this year. It's,
6: it's going to be almost an entirely different uh, team. Uh, Christian Coloco's gone, too. Don't forget about yeah. that. Uh, you got. I think Arizona lost three of the first 33 picks of the NBA draft. But Tommy Lloyd proved this last year. He can put together a team on the fly, kind of rebuild overnight. He took over a Sean Miller program that was in shambles, right? uh, Tommy Lloyd's a former Mark Few assistant at Gonzaga. He's an ace recruiter, and he's an excellent uh, strategical coach as well, an X's and O's guy. Mm -hmm. He's got tremendous upside. He's going to be one of the elite coaches in college basketball for a long time. But you're right. He's rebuilding overnight. I think when you're replacing a guy like Matherin – you're replacing NBA talent. It's going to take some time. But I've got Arizona rated the third best team in the Pac-12 right now. But, those, again, those three teams at the top are all really good, and uh, there's not much separation. And we're going to find out. I think that's why I said I like to watch games early in the right. season to kind of evaluate the talent. And it's one thing to read about. You can read all you want about these teams, but sometimes when you see it with your own eyes, you get a different picture of what a team can become. And actually, when last year, I think Arizona was picked eighth in the preseason Pac 12 poll. The first time I saw Arizona play, I was like, oh no, this team's a lot better yeah. you know, than people think. And then I immediately bet a future on Arizona. At the time, I think they're like 50 or 60 to one. So that's, you know what's weird about this week in College Hoops? You talked about our V betting guide coming mm-hmm. out tomorrow. This has been such a quiet opening week in mm-hmm. College Hoops. Very few high profile games, not too many games on TV. Yeah,
5: it's like you can hardly even watch this. Right.
6: I haven't haven't been able to watch as much as I want.
2: Matt, let's talk about the last uh, future that we have on the screen here. That's Wyoming, uh, plus 425 to win the Mountain West.
6: (sighs) Okay, so I think the Mountain West is a two-horse race at San Diego State and Wyoming, and the Cowboys have two of the five best players in the conference, Graham Ike, Hunter Maldonado. Ike is out six to eight weeks with a knee injury, but he's supposed to be back by the beginning of conference play in January. Uh, which, you know, that'll be fine. If You're, bet- you're betting uh, Wyoming to win the Mountain West here. So he should be back for the first conference game. In addition to those two guys, Wyoming's got four Pac-12 transfers. Uh, so I think this team is neck and neck with San Diego State at the top. The Aztecs are even money favorites. You can find at some books out there that we don't have access to right now, uh, Brown, but they're on the East Coast, and you probably know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You can find Wyoming at 6-1. to one, mm-hmm. At DraftKings, plus 425. I think Wyoming should be, like, plus 225. So this, there's some value mm. in this number, and it's also a team. It's not, You're not just betting value, perceived value. You're betting on a team that actually can win the Mountain West because I do believe it's a two-horse race, and that's it.
5: When it comes to San Diego State, um, we know that they're not only <laughs> the best defensive team in the conference, but one of the best, if not the best, in the country. We saw that one, two, three throughout the course of last year. They mm-hmm. were just fluctuating between those top spots. But can they shoot? Like, that's that's my big fear every year that I come into a San Diego State season. We know that they're going to play well defensively. They have Matt Bradley back. Sure. But who's going to be shooting the ball?
6: Well, that's a good question. I wish I could have watched the Fullerton San Diego State game <laughs> a couple nights ago. I, w- I wasn't able to watch that. But uh, Matt Bradley is probably the best player in the Mountain West. And like you said, the Aztecs, I think, were number two in scoring defense in the nation. Houston was, Houston and San Diego State, I think, were one, two. But it looks like. Uh, and I, you know, I did follow the the opening game for the Aztecs on my phone, and they were knocking down some threes. I, I think they've got some they've got some shooters. And um, around Matt Bradley, I think this is going to be a better offensive team. But uh, that's a question that's going to be answered uh, as we watch these teams evolve a little bit over the next couple months. Uh, so I've seen San Diego State picked in the top ten in some preseason polls. I've got the Aztecs at number twenty three. My question is very similar to what you ask. I need to see that this team has more offensive potential, and of course, I want to be able to watch them play before I can answer that. It's one thing, you guys know what it is, what it's like when you're researching teams in the preseason. Every writer, every beat writer, is positive about all these mm-hmm. players. Hype them all up, like you know, every team's going to be better. Every player's improved. I want to see it uh, with my
2: own eyes before I believe it.
5: Talking season.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it is. Matt, real quick, I want to ask you the flip side of the question I asked you earlier. What what team, after you dug in a little bit further, did you, did you think you were going to love and then you ended up not liking them as much?
6: I'd say Creighton, maybe. Um, because Creighton's getting a lot of preseason love from a lot of people. I've seen Creighton as high as number three or number four in some preseason mm-hmm. polls. But when I went through and you know read everything and evaluated the team, I don't think they've got the elite type of athletes that you're going to need when you run up against these other top 10 teams. Uh, they've got size. They've got a couple shooters. Uh, I think it's a really good team. But I also think you need to have elite athletes. I don't think the Blue Jays have that. So I have Creighton right around number f- uh, 13, 14, 15, something like that in my poll. And a lot of people think that's a top five team. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a top five team. But – uh, that's a good question. Right? You know, the putting together the top 50 is a tough thing, uh, and I, I do I do adjust the ratings quite a bit in the first two months mm-hmm. of the season. Uh, but typically, uh, the top 20 teams are not going to change a whole lot. I think what changes the most is between 20 and 50, and. Stormy, there's 363 Division One teams. <laughs> I didn't have time to put a rating on every one. Okay. You a rating. Sold me on Oregon, that's all yeah. that matters. Uh, that Oregon, bets yeah. going what, in the account when you walk
2: out. What was okay. more
5: difficult, putting together the top 50 or the midseason NFL awards? The hottest dog, the quarterback coach duo, worst one. That was
6: easy. It was awesome. R- r- try to, trying to research 300 college basketball teams <laughs> is a lot more difficult. Yeah.
5: One a little more fun than the other, I would yeah. imagine. v uh, slash subscribe. Get all of Matt's content today. Don't don't go anywhere. More VC and Final Countdown coming at you.